This should take about 30 seconds to win you over. <laughs> so reasonable. I don't, like, well, okay, so, so obvious. Like, Wait, should I reiterate the like question sure, that I yeah, asked? Yeah, reiterate it. So the question, the, the question I asked was, what? How could you prove to me that everything in the Bible is true without using the Scripture to prove itself? Yeah, I guess. I think I'm gonna name this episode. My friend had a question. <laughs> I, I mean, that would be intriguing. I mean, I have a couple questions. I'm sure I could go through, but after like talking about this, it would probably go the next one. Go the next one, but yeah. Um, does somebody else want to give a crack at it? Or I always have um, something to say. I talk a lot in these situations, so. So, I mean, you said without using the scripture to prove itself. Yeah. I mean, because I, I feel don't know like, if that's um, like a condition you can actually set because. Well, I mean, it, it also depends on... Okay. Let me back up. This actually is a long conversation. It's going to take a second to unpack everything. That's fine. So, the Bible itself is made up of several different books, right? Yes. So, like, if you're talking about the Old Testament, you could, um, you know, each book you can use the same historical criteria you use for anything else. Like, <coughs> we look at the history of people like Charlemagne and, like... Uh, Alexander the Great... Right. So historians recorded their actions hundreds of years after they actually took place, but historians still consider them like accurate. So the events, like we let's just talk about the New Testament, the life of Christ. Um, the events recorded in the Bible took place only a couple decades before. Wait, yeah, the events that are described by the books yes. only took place a couple of decades earlier. Yes. Which means the time that has passed since they were written is irrelevant. What is important is the time between when the events actually took place and then the recording was written, right? And yeah. another one on top of that is that there were people still alive during the time that it was written who could have come out and say, no, this is false, but... Yeah. Um, those who were alive were eyewitnesses to these events that happened so as they were written. So when then they read the book, so yeah, I was alive for that. I remember that. You can't do that with Charlemagne. You can't do that with Alexander the Great, yet historians still agree that that is, yeah. that Alexander the Great was a historically real person. Mm. Yeah, this, the, this whole process is called textual criticism. Yeah. And you do it with any text, any historical text you would encounter. Um, you look at the number of manuscripts, you look at what they're saying, eyewitnesses accounts of the people mentioned inside of it. If humans are mentioned, if it's not just a philosophical work where they're just talking about random abstract things, if they, if they name drop people, is, are there eyewitnesses that would have been alive at the time of the recording, that kind of stuff? Um, does it match up with other texts outside of it, events described? If there's an event that happens, yeah. like the death of Christ, there are people like Josephus and many other <laughs> The there's resurrection people, of Christ. The resurrection of Christ. Like there are, there's pottery. There's all sorts of things that record that event that are outside of the Bible. So you, there's a ton of different criteria for how you would criticize a text, an ancient text. Yeah. And the Bible is on in terms of like you can't be a hundred percent certain, but on terms of like unsound to sound, sound being like you're pretty certain, unsound being it's probably not true. 
it's on this side of history, like a sound document, just like the Homer's, uh, or sorry, Homer's, uh, the Iliad and uh, Odyssey. Those manuscripts, very, very similar date. I think those are written maybe two to three hundred years before Christ was um, crucified and raised again. Uh, but there's only about 20 manuscripts for those. We have over 3,000 for like the New Testament text, and yeah. we teach Homer's Iliad and, o- and the Odyssey um, in, in schools. Like, yeah, we're, that was my understanding. There was always myth, though. No, sorry, it's myth, but we're confident that this really is what Homer wrote. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay, I get what you're saying. And, and everybody, all all historians agree, like this text, Homer's Iliad, is um, yeah, we have it still. It hasn't been lost. Yeah. So if you think like, oh, the Bible's been changed and it's lost, it's like, well, you should probably stop teaching all of Homer stuff. You shouldn't read that for when you want to learn about ancient Greek texts. Yeah, if that makes sense. Right. There's also an argument where a lot of what's recorded in the New Testament is just like legend, like his disciples just came up with these elaborate stories, God proclaimed himself to, sorry, Christ proclaimed himself to be God and he rose from the dead even though it didn't actually happen. Yeah. I mean, one thing you can look at is the fact that these disciples actually lost their lives because they refused to say otherwise. Like, they actually firmly believed what they were saying and what was recorded in the New Testament. Yeah. So, yeah, people wouldn't go to the grave over a lie. Right. It's like, why wouldn't they just say, okay, okay, I made it all up. (laughs) Yeah. No, I've seen their lives. I saw Jesus. I saw him die, and I saw him alive. One more point that I'd love to hear what you think. Just based on that, like, Muslim people, when they kamikaze and they murder themselves or whatever for the sake of the faith. Oh, yeah. uh, That jihad, that is um, in response to what they just believe. Yeah. The uh, apostles died in response to what they saw with their eyes. Yeah. There's a difference there in terms of the validity of what they're dying for. So that's another point, too. So in terms of, yeah, I think those are all really good, especially for the New Testament. But, like, when looking at the Old Testament, one of the things that stood out to me was the unity between all the authors that you have. I mean, I don't know how many. Like, people... It, it's it is 40 known. different authors in yeah. six books. Okay, so all 40 authors, like, have all a continuous, basically, storyline pointing towards the coming of Christ. Um, and so just because of the unity between all these authors who didn't know each other and didn't talk to each other, having very, very similar themes points to this, um, uh, points to that, uh, the property that all the scriptures are divinely inspired. So, which means that God uses the Holy Spirit through these authors to write down for God's people uh, his words. Mm-hmm. So, one more thing about the authenticity. Come on, Matt's got to get turned. No, okay, okay. It, no it's one fine. More, this is what I want. Let's keep coming. This is what I love. So, just about I the authenticity of the Old Testament. <laughs> we know the Old Testament is actually the writings that the ancient Hebrews used because, so, I mean... You can look at, um, I think we have copies of the Septuagint, is what it's called. Yeah. The Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. Yeah. Um, so up until recently, probably, well, like, I guess it was actually half a century ago, we had something called the Masoretic Text. So uh, a Hebrew family, um, they basically passed down the, the Old Testament scriptures, um, from generation to generation 
um, and they were eventually put into the Bible. But now, in what, like 1970-something, yeah, something. The, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, and that was a major discovery because huge. these scrolls are thousands of years old. Yeah. Maybe a thousand, couple thousand years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little over 2,000. Basically. They're before the life of Christ. Oh, they're right. in Hebrew too, right? They're in Hebrew. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and they, like, when compared to the Masoretic text, they were found to be almost exactly the same. So we know that the Masoretic text is also, um, like, accurate, basically. Because yeah. they were very similar. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we have solid historical evidence that the, what is contained in the Bible are the actual texts that the ancient Hebrews used. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Um, Anything stick out, like, seems more compelling than something else, or...? I know um, through a lot of, like, my own, like, just kind of, like, looking stuff up, and then also, like, you know how, like, they have shows about, like, all the history and everything, like, all that I've watched. Uh, I would, they definitely, every time I've, like, come across that, they definitely said that the Bible is the most accurate text because of the amount of times it was, like, I don't want to say rewritten, but, like, well, that's what the Reco- recopied, right? Yes. Yeah, the amount of times in between, yes. like the time between each time they did that was like really small, yes. is what they said. So, like, they, it just wouldn't, it would be like almost impossible or so little minor details were changed that it wouldn't have been. Exactly. exactly. Like, they didn't have printing presses, so, like, how did you propagate, like, this text? <clears throat> you would use monks to just, like, hand copy yeah. all these different manuscripts of the scriptures that they had. There were, but there are but for how old it was, they said that it was the most accurate. Yeah, like, it's and really it's still yeah, I, the Hebrew tra- like their oral tradition was yeah, like true. highly valued. Like yes. from young young children were taught the whole scriptures yeah. and memorized it. Yeah, like they basically worshipped the text. Yeah, uh, I might play like devil's advocate on the thing that Carter said on. Um, Carter. Yeah. Carter's the weak link. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 No, but uh, I think that's the term for it where you just. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, um, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah. Um, (laughs) I think the argument maybe for that is like, like, when you say like it was all one continuous thing, couldn't you have just gone based off the previous one and then just continue mm-hmm. writing. Almost as if, like, say, I wrote chapter one and I gave it to you and you just kept writing chapter mm-hmm. two. So, Moses wrote the yeah. Pentateuch and they all had that. But then, do you guys know how the prophets got, I guess, knew, had each other's texts? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think... I, I think I did read about that one time, but, yeah, you go. Sorry. I don't well, know. Well, I know, um... Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Isaiah all lived during the same exile. Uh, You know, so like they're writing these things and you know, it's all kind of matching up and Jeremiah stayed with Israel uh, in the land of Canaan. Ezekiel actually went over to Babylon. Like like they were separated. um, They all had different audiences. Sure, yeah. Different different things that they were writing on. So it wasn't like yeah, Ezekiel wrote part A and then Jeremiah wrote yeah. part B. It's, they were all writing different parallel things still 
the um, oracles that God gave to them. Yeah, so some of them were written at the same time, but they definitely would have had Moses' stuff that they that they would have read and referred yeah. to. Like that's so, what I was. So you're saying to, they can yeah. keep going back and saying this is the God that they set up. God yeah. looks like this. Moses told us. So <clears throat> if we're gonna write about God, we better make sure it looks just like what Moses said. Or is that like, what you're saying? I, I mean, yeah. Um, like that's like really close to how I put it. Like. They would just like you know I mean you would just try and make it as like close as possible right sure. like yeah and, like uh, you wouldn't want to like make it not like that like that just makes the story look weird or like you're yeah, like what sure. that doesn't make sense so I think one thing to consider there um, yeah I need to find the study that was done <laughs> do what I should have asked you guys these questions like before and then let you guys like think about it for a second yeah well um, it's good to like be able to think on the spot though yeah. to do comprehension skills for so sure. I. I know there is a study that was done with authors, just normal world-class authors that have written many books and published many books, and they were put in separate rooms and mm. given a few um, constraints on the story and were um, basically requested to try to make a story that's coherent with all the others. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's like a series kind of like how J.R. Tolkien wrote uh, – Lord of the Rings and a trilogy and they all kind of build off of each other so they, they, they had the authors try to build a story that kind of built on each other without ever having like really strong contradictions and they were unable to do it yeah. so like again if it's written over hundreds of years I mean these guys were given it at the same time with the same culture like Ezekiel's in Babylon in a different culture being shaped and influenced by the culture like mm-hmm. they gave many authors that were Right, and it's just very difficult to pull something like that off. Yeah. So, um, I, I would say plausibility that could have happened. They could have just made sure that they complied with the God that was presented before. <laughs> There's actually some, but is it hard to oh, do? Yeah. yeah. And I would put it more in the like I, it, I would be surprised if they pulled that. Yeah, off. put like more of a. I would bet my money on it that they were just telling the truth and everything. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there is like that's what I think about that. There yeah. is like I guess I. Um, discussion in the academic um, about what like how the Bible was organized so some of it was I forget what it's called exactly but you know like the priests organized it in this way and then like at a later time they organized it in, in this oh way. yes yeah. it's like J.E. I don't want to say the last two, but it, it's like an acronym that sends or something. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean, how they reorganize the books based on chronology, and yeah, they used they used to reorder them. So there there was some, like, kind of post, post-processing that they used, because, like, you know, the book of Psalms that we have now, it's it's four different books. So somebody yeah. took all the songs that the, that the Jews would sing, like, during these the times of the feasts and the festivals, and then put them all together... Into like oh this is a psalm of ascent, mm-hmm. uh, ascent and the text has remained has remained the same though they have reorganized it and yeah switched things around I guess and and yeah. then like what even at a later time added chapters and verses exactly yeah chapters and verses are not inspired yeah so I guess like all of this goes to show that what we have contained in the Bible is accurate. Like, we know it's historically sound, but then, like, there's also the question of how do you know that this is the true creator God and that Jesus is... Yeah, or that, that this God. is... Yeah, how does this transcend? Yeah. Before we go to God, can I add one more thing real quick? 
about uh, society. Uh, no. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. Can I get a hand? <laughs> I need a majority. Just pass the yeah, baton yeah, to yeah. him. All right, before we Talk go straight to the whole, like, does it represent God accurately? Um, one other thing that I find very compelling is the kind of societies that are built on what the Bible says. So there's different worldviews that produce different societies. So atheistic materialism will produce something that looks like communism, socialism, things like that. It will produce a very bad society. And uh, the the, the modern-day atheists would try their their hardest to argue otherwise, but it is – they cannot – Hey, what about for some people who think that's good? Like can you give some examples of why that's not good? Communism and socialism and all that? Yeah. Okay, so the the – Self-evident rights that we recognize that we have as humans, those are basically trampled on and something like that. So the authority is given to other humans that also cannot think clearly all the time and they're given rule over you and you have to obey them no matter what. And that's that's not freedom. That's not liberty. And if you don't, you're taken away and, and yeah, killed. And you're killed. an example of so yeah. that happened in, in, uh, in the, the USSR. Um, yeah. And it's happening today. China. It's happening, yeah, today in the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. So it does it. It basically what humans have always thought of what it means to be a human in terms of like flourishing, having life, happiness, joy, freedom, all that kind of stuff that has always prevailed, but not in every society is built by something other than Christianity. And the the only the only worldview that actually upholds that kind of society that we as humans are like this is what it means to be human. I that I can I can sense that these things innate in me as a human that love, um, flourishing, liberty, freedoms, that kind of thing that we just inherently are like I want that. Um, the only time that's upheld is in a Christian um, Christian uh, societies. So the. Let alone, like, yeah, it says that being gay is evil and wrong. It says that. And in our culture, it would they would war against that. So maybe, you know, obviously we live in America, so we have to think, man, like, is that right or is that wrong? Like, is scripture inspired or is that wrong? And it's like, well, the societies that allowed such a thing crumbled and were destroyed. Rome was one of the greatest empires we've ever seen. But then when they started to let homosexuality into their culture, they went down and the manly barbarians that weren't homosexual came in and destroyed them. So it's like this ethic, the things that were given about what's right, about what you build societies on, about what justice is, that all comes from Christianity. So when you build a society, it, it seems it seems like it's best built on a Christian ethic which stretches back thousands of years. So that would be before we get to God, you know, first we just talk about the text itself. And then I think you can kind of see if the text is correct just based on um, does it produce a good society and human flourishing. It seems like it does. It seems like it produced the only country in human history that abolished slavery. Like that was a Christian nation that did that. It's Christianity. Like these things that we love, that we think are good about humanity comes from Christianity. Um, and then, yeah, does it accurately, accurately represent what we think God would be like? And it, just to clarify a point really quick, I think, like <laughs> Christianity. I said something. That's wrong. Kind of a lot. No, no, no. I said something wrong. Just to, like I think we should define Christianity because I think like some people would consider like Roman Catholicism like that's Christianity. Like yeah, it was the Christians who did the Crusades. Like uh, no, that's yeah. not true. 
the Christians are those who are legitimately followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the church. The church of God who is his blood-bought people who are now like his people. They are his God and yeah. like drawn as as Paul says in I think the beginning of Colossians who have taken them out of the kingdom of darkness and transferred them into the kingdom of his beloved son. Yeah. Right, they're the people who have been born again by the spirit of God in like a, in a supernatural way due to the workings of the risen Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that they're part of now the kingdom of heaven. And so that's what this is. This is just an <clears throat> earthly manifestation in an earthly kingdom of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, exactly. You're flourishing. It will be done on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. And pointing back to you, I, I kind of go back to uh, the vision that Daniel has of like, the, or it's, it's I think the king's vision and he interprets it of, of this statue of like all these earthly kingdoms and then like this rock that was untouched by human hands came, uh-huh. which is like the kingdom of heaven comes and destroys it. So all these earthly kingdoms fall, but like what really remains is Christ's kingdom. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So there have been instances of quote unquote Christians that have done things like crusades, Spanish Inquisition, all that kind of stuff where they like, they behead people because you don't believe this or um, you get burned at the stake if you're a homosexual. <clears throat> this. If you're, if, if somebody thinks yeah. you're a witch, I'm gonna, if, if it, you know, all the, you've heard the Salem stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Where you, Salem the Salem witch trials, trials like, like stuff like that. It's, it's, it's sure. It's even with like other religions too. You know what I mean? Like even with like the little like 9-11 attacks and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? The, the people that like actually believe in like whatever they believed, right? Like they don't claim them. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They're like that's that wasn't our people. That exactly. Was, yeah. It goes across the board. Or like yeah. So the claim is what the Bible says yeah, versus yeah. how people interact with it and then go and try and build a society. The ones that actually yeah, are right. faithful to what it literally says mm-hmm. don't go around burning people at the stake and mm-hmm. oppressing people and making people pay indulgences if they want to go to heaven and do all sorts of stuff like that. Right. You have to be able to differentiate the things that people do in the name of God versus, you know, the actual yeah. God himself. Yeah, not all those who say, Lord, Lord, will be saved. Who was, uh, who was the guy that was making people be like, yeah, if you just pay a, pay the church, like, you can go to heaven. <laughs> Who was that? I can't remember. Like, it's one of the popes. <laughs> Wasn't it, like, Martin Luther or something like that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. All right. New podcast. Martin Luther is, like, literally the reason why that's not a thing anymore. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why, like, I <laughs> yeah, thought of no, his name right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's funny. That, yeah, like, it is funny that I, like, uh, yeah. completely, like, He's I don't like, want to say slandered, but, yeah. like, yeah. I, it was the Catholic Church in the 13th century oh, okay. was doing that. Yeah, 13, yeah, yeah. 14, like, 15th century. Who is the greatest century. Sith Lord? It's like, oh, it's, uh, it's Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Who's the, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi was evil. No, I think Jar Jar, I think Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. All right, hold on. Let's, let's bring it back, boys. <laughs> Jar is so evil. <laughs> God, I can't. What'd you say, Jar Jar? Jar is an evil dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. He's, a, he's a fearful dude, but not fearful towards God. No. True. Well, well put. <laughs> Jar Jar does not fear God. <laughs> okay. Actually, he he Did might. Answer that question. Actually, he might, but uh, he yeah. was also fearful for uh, right, everything. But. Sorry, sorry, I brought it up. No, no, no. <laughs> it's his card. No, it's good. <laughs> Do you have good reason to believe 
what the Bible says is true, or what would compel you to believe that the Bible is true? Do I have like personal reasons that? Sure. I would. Um. Oh, that is a good question. I. I think, with it sticking around so long. As well as, like, just, like, all the reasons, I mean, you guys have said, like, the society thing, like, is a definitely a good point. And, um, I think just so many people just, like, like, they're, they, like, what, I think in one of your podcasts, a previous podcast, is that, like, meta to just, like, quote another po- a, a different <laughs> podcast in the podcast this is podcast exception I get to finally put my own podcast in the show notes yeah huge my own material wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, congratulations some awesome podcast no, um, said this it was like when you were talking about a Nikola Tesla and you were um, that guy you were saying how like it just seems like a lot of, like, the geniuses or, like, people that know are, like, you know, considered really smart, right? Usually they say some, like, kind of weird stuff about how, like, either an angel, a demon, God, or, like, someone let him know, like, ideas or, yeah. like, how to do things that they've been have struggling with. And, yeah. like, they all of a sudden just figure it out. And they never, like, hmm. claim that they themselves, you know what I mean, did it, like, did it themselves. I mean, on some of them they did, obviously, because, like, some of the things they really did just, like, sit down and think about it, but, like, uh, I think it's just, like, the consistency across that, like, I seem to notice that, like, that's a consistent, like, Hmm. it's just starting to, like, add up slowly more and more, like, the more you think about, like, all these things. That's good. Uh... I'm sure. I'm sure I have like one really good reason, but I can't think of it right now. Like, did must like, that good then? Yeah, probably. From what not. we said, I, it's mainly because I just my memory is just. Eh. From what we said, got a long. Do week. you feel more confident in the Bible? From what you said, yeah, like just during this going discussion. into this conversation, were you skeptical of I the think, Bible, or were you just were you already like ah, I bet the Bible's true, but I would like to know what what like they would say in this conversation? I just like to hear both sides for sure because I yeah. I I think I'm one and just one of those people that like wants to know the truth like just wholeheartedly like yeah, and I mean I think not taking into consideration that it could be wrong or like it could be right I think that's like an issue in and of itself and yeah. like, I think that like blindly following something is just like it's dangerous dangerous it is so that's how communism happens yeah um right yeah I mean I think I just like I think if you're a Christian that doesn't question even like itself like I think that's concerning to me personally yes, yeah. I just I'm very skeptical yeah. about a lot of things but so that that might just be me so I, mean, I know there's plenty of people that would just be like oh if you're even like skeptical one time like you're not like a no, part of it yeah. but you know I, yeah, people that say there, that. there are people that say that and they just truly believe and that's great but I don't know yeah I mean I was kind of like that like there was a time where I just wanted to know what was true so you know I did I did my due diligence and um, like it's right that you should want to think for yourself and confirm what is actually true because what is true is reasonable it's sound I mean yeah and like 
everything I've learned thus far seems to indicate that all truth comes from God and all truth points back to God. And and if and Christ Jesus is God. So And he's given us a word there. that we can know him endlessly. That's a good point. I think that is one great privilege of being a Christian is first of all, we're saved by grace. And we're actually I think the only ones that have an actual good understanding of anthropology, what humans are like, that they're sinful. And I'm saved from my own sin. And that's such a privilege. But having yeah. the having the Bible where you don't have to wonder what's true anymore. Like you still do should be skeptical and test things. Yeah. But like what's cool about the Bible is when you read a science textbook, they will tell you all the theories they have. Yeah. It's a theory though. It's not a law. And you can have laws that are trustworthy, but they don't tell you how to live. All they do is describe how bodies move. I mean, the they laws tell of- you how this world or this universe exactly but they don't tell you anything about us right, they can right. they can tell you how your circulatory system works how your brain your neuron right. synapses fire they can yeah. tell you all of how bodies move yeah and when I say bodies I just mean stuff but they'll never be able to tell you a single thing about love yeah and they'll never be able to tell you anything about peace like some of the fundamental yeah. questions that people have and need to answer is where do we come from why are we here? What's our purpose? And then where are we going? Yep. And so every worldview has to interpret all those questions in a view that is is con- congruent with what the worldview is. And I think Christianity does that the best among all world religions based on just the way that I see the world is in its brokenness and in the way that um, Christ came and lived and the way that, that and what he's promised and what he's done and what he's fulfilled mm-hmm. and the way that the world is is now and it's still yes it's sinfulness but also in just the personal witness in my own life of what Christ has done in my own life yeah what's the thing Occam's razor yep what, what, like what is the, that the, the most likely the most likely um, answer is the one where there's the least amount of assumptions. That's what Occam's Razor is. It's a philosophical tool to basically get rid of any theory that has more assumptions in it. Because every time you make an assumption, you're liable to making um, a fault. Yeah. You, it can mess up. Every assumption is just – it's assumed. It's, it's what you, it is. You have to jump from like a, from one point to another based exactly. on a – like from one claim to another based on yeah. insufficient evidence. So. Right. Science tends to do that a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think science has more of those than Christianity. So does. actually, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna like not I guess not directly quote this time, but like I'm gonna like refer to another podcast. Um, I don't know which one it which one it is. Uh, and um, it was you said something about how oh, it, it might have been the one with Zach. I think yeah, uh-huh. it was. Um, where you guys were talking about the Magi star. Yeah, yeah, what was that? Um, and uh, you guys, you were saying how some scientists, like, will they, you know, when they're making like a theory or they're making a, uh, you know, doing an experiment, they're like, oh, we just need this one piece and everything works out, right? So they'll just like put something in. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you. That my biology teacher, to my face, he does, he's, an, I don't know what the insect scientist is called, okay, but 
he did he like his focus was insects uh-huh. and he literally told me that he had lied in his you know like when people say, you know, when people, oh you know, when people say, are, are like the lab notebook. No, no, no. In the, um, you know, like scientific like papers, Journal. like oh, you yeah. know, when you look Journals, up and everyone's like, yeah. oh, you're not looking up like the scientific or the uh, official medical thing. And his official thing, he he put assumptions like what you said, and just lied so that his data would work. And right. he says so he says his fellow published, scientists right. do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah Those are true. like what people like will <laughs> strictly. That's what people are like strictly attacking other people and referencing like, oh, you didn't like buy the two hundred fifty dollar like four hundred page report, but they're lying in those. Yeah. Right. Or they're not entirely lying. They they might have just put one tiny little like assumption yeah. that yeah. generally yeah. is right, but they don't. You're just making the data fit, basically. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, does that? I think that's when I started to get concerned about anything. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Because science is a method more than it is what it, it has become an ideology that. Yeah. Yeah. So when they do that, that's called scientism. <laughs> that is making science a worldview. Yeah. Scientism is the belief that science is the only source or way to know truth. And the white lab coats, they're actually religious robes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, That's not true. <laughs> I told you that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> they do that crap all the time. Uh, well, I mean, he just was telling me, like, about it, like... Again, he yeah. thought it was funny himself. He was like, I. It, yeah. He he was like, I don't. I didn't want to do that, but he was like, I spent so much time on it that like it would have been a waste of like tons of years of like his research, and hmm. he just had to well, put it out. Well, that's only like Thomas Edison, like when he was figuring out how to make the light bulb. It's like he figured out a lot of ways to not make the light bulb, okay. but then when he finally discovered what it was, it's like okay, now we actually have something. Yeah. But if your science professor who's going to remain nameless for his you know reputation if he would have come forth and said hey this is i this is what i discovered and this is not the case that could have built on like true science like hey we're actually trying to discover the truth of how the universe works but instead he's like i just don't want my my work to go to waste so i'm just going to kind of yeah make these assumptions and and kind of make this narrative that makes it look like I came up with something exactly. a little bit more tangible than nothing. Yeah. And what, do you, what do you think that reveals about science, Matt? It's a lot of assumptions and theories. It's a I lot mean, of assumptions and what are they doing? They're actually more concerned about reputation than they are about truth. Right. We can't rely on human integrity when we're like searching for knowledge and truth. Yes. That's what I'm saying. There's no morals coming from science. Science has nothing to do with the metaphysical. Oh, they it's, don't... I don't. I never considered science to be like more moral, like focused on moral. Well, that's what they try to argue because of evolution. You can get all these altruism and all this. Like all, they, they try to yeah. finagle their way around and produce an ethic from from uh, evolution, but they can't. They can't get it from science, which is why that happens in science because there's no there's no god to hold you accountable if you lie on your science paper. But when I do something. I don't just think, oh, I might be lying to Matt. I might be lying to Noah. I might be lying to Carter. I think I, God is watching me develop this paper, and he knows the science better than I know the science. And there's nothing to hold them accountable, which is why who usually figures out, you know, over 60% of Nobel laureates are Christians. Yeah. 60% of Nobel laureates. Huh. So, I don't know. Because Christians actually have integrity, and they do good science. They don't just let their assumptions go. They actually want to find out what's true. 
Yeah. I, and yeah, and I mean a lot of some of them are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, then, not all of them are like that. Because some of them are Christians. <laughs> right. It seems like science ends up backing up the Christian worldview anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a lot of aspects it does. I So, what... Um, if we have time for another question, I would... We're ask, just chilling, dude. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know how long you wanted to make this. Time. But, um... Just until you're done. What, so, you do you believe that, like, you could still believe in science as well as, like, still be a Christian at the Dude, end of the day? I'm or? releasing a podcast tomorrow you should listen to about that. Oh, is it, like, hey, I just record, I recorded it today before this. Oh, really? Yeah. You're talking to an engineer, an engineer, and an, an engineer, engineer also. Engineer. So, like, all of us have, have science, scientific hey, training job, who under, <laughs> understand, <laughs> like, these are... I don't know. When I went through school, understanding this is how I love world. that Carter hasn't said anything for a while, and now he is fully prepared to go in. I like this is this, this is awesome. it. All right, here you well, go. I was just going to talk about like what I really enjoyed about school is learning how the world works based on just these these equations and these assumptions. Like yes, these assumptions that people have made, but they've tested it and shown it to be true. So that we can, you know, it starts with the foundation and it's, it's built up to a certain point to where then, okay, this is what's observable and this is what we can figure out. Um, and this is what we can use to figure out what's true about our world. Yep. And so that's what I really enjoyed. Like, man, if, if you like will put, exert like this force on this material in this way, like it's gonna behave like this. Being able to understand that, like you can make some really cool things. You can make cars go really fast and they're really fun to, to ride in, right? So yeah. um, that's like kind of that outplay and, and, and what happens in, in that aspect. So like, and it's because of the way that God has already structured the universe. He made it in a certain way to be to be governed by laws and to be governed by certain yes. ways and, and it's confined. And it just points to the fact that like there is a structure that that, that there is this creator God who made this yeah. structure and it points to him. And so being and, and, and so like you get to this point where now in our kind of postmodern worldview where we have science against religion and it and it's I don't know, maybe you wanna talk about why that's the case. Like why is why is there Science against religion, when really, to me, in my perspective, they're totally compatible and yeah. play, play into each other. Um, what uh, the term that Carter's talking about is the uniformity of nature. That nature is completely uniform. There's not a single thing that we found that is completely random and arbitrary. Now, right now, quantum mechanics looks like that. But I imagine eventually we will understand why atoms prefer one thing over the other when we can't observe it properly. So, again, right now, that's where we're at. But in terms of every other field of science, we have found a cause that leads something to happen a certain way. Although quantum mechanics looks a little fishy right now and weird. So just, I don't know, give, the time, give science time to catch up. But I think the reason why there is, they're butting heads is I'm, I, I'm literally releasing a podcast tomorrow about a book I just read by Bertrand Russell, who was in the 20th century the lead, one of the leading atheist agnostic humanitarian materialists, okay? He's a philosopher and a mathematician at Oxford. And super smart, but his, the way he looked at why science and religion combat is because, from my assessment from the book, you have orthodox 
things that are not actually orthodox that um, Christians or any religious person will basically box themselves in because they are biased into something. So he talks about how we have Copernicus coming and saying, look, the earth revolves around the sun, but in Psalm whatever it says, the earth shall never be moved. Therefore, it looks like religion is false and there's no such thing as a God. But actually... That is an orthodox reading of the text that has been historic because, remember, Christians in the past were ignorant, too, of science. They didn't know. They couldn't observe it. They didn't have a telescope yet. Once it's there, all the Catholic Church starts persecuting Copernicus, starts persecuting Galileo, Kepler, all of these guys, Isaac Newton. They're persecuting them. They're saying, no, your findings are wrong because the Bible says this. But what mm-hmm. the Bible is actually saying is something metaphorical, something poetic. It's not trying to make a statement right. about yes. the natural world. It's just saying something. More like a theological teaching that the earth, God made the earth. He made it very special. And it's not going to be removed. It's not going to be destroyed. That kind of thing. And that plays into theology that, like, Christ is redeeming the earth. Exactly, yeah. So then you actually have good Christian teaching that actually makes sense of what science is, is, is finding. On top of that, isn't didn't you say the Psalms was just, like, a song that people wrote? Like, yes. That they yes. Were you can pull tremendous and, truth out of it. Yeah, no, and I was about to say, I, I know that, like, the reason why it's in the Bible is because it's, like, truth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, what he wants you to hear. But, yeah. like... Again, you have to know that, like, that is songs that people are writing, you know what I mean? Like, through God. And it's not, like, like one of the New Testament books where they're, like, you know what I mean? Like, writing out exactly what they're trying to say or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to know. He talks about Christians used to think all disease was caused by demons and Satan. If you're sick, it's because a demon's got you. It's not because you have a germ or whatever. Whatever is actually true about that. That's probably what they would think. That's what I'm saying. I'm like Bertrand Russell. Dude, if you were living in that era, you would have said the same thing. There's kind of an arrogance there that, oh, we're so far past that. If I was living in that era, I would have saw clearly straight through this whole thing. Like Bertrand Witch, right? It's like... Yes, in the witch trials thing, it's like, okay, they know... Obviously, Christianity is true, and we're living in the modern age with all this science, and we think Christianity is true because we think it holds water. And if I was living in that time, I probably would say, yeah, there's probably some witches out and about. We need well, to even take care it. of them. If we brought our technology back to that age, they, they, would, we're, they would kill us for being witches. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Exactly. So you can't presume – like, again, it's the whole <gasps> yeah. thing where you say <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> it's the I whole mean, th- that's not a guarantee, but you know, it's probably – it's a good guess. Yeah. Well, I, it just reminds like when people are very critical of Nazi Germany, and it's like you should be. It was evil, but don't act like you're any better than that. If you were in Germany yeah. during that time with all that nationalism, you would have been rooting the whole time. You said, "Yes, Germany's amazing. Let's go, Hitler." Well, you would have been the same dude that did that. Well, no, for sure. What's going on today with the unborn children? Yes, being killed out of the mother's womb. Exactly. So. I don't know. I think there's an arrogance there in the scientific community that we're so past that. I can't believe you'd ever think that. Well, I think the same Christians, you place them now, which would be like we we are in engineers and science fields. So we're trying to make a case right now that we're those people that would have been thinking the same thing but place us here with what we know and we're still Christians. So, again, uh-huh. science – you can do really good science as a Christian. You can do really good science as a non-Christian. And I think another – I think it's so, – Sorry, are you done? No, that was my – that was just my last one. But okay. do you see what I'm saying by that, Matt? Like 
You can be a Christian and do science and be a non-Christian and do science. So what does that say about science? It actually has nothing to do with religion. Right. Science is more of a method, but what you see is science kind of co-opted into being a, a religious thing. And, and so I think part of it is, you know, like I said earlier, that the that we have to answer several fundamental questions. Where are we from? What's our purpose? Yes. Where are we going? So I think a big one is that, that, that science is saying, no, we can explain better than Christianity where we came from. So we came, so we have this theory of this Big Bang where things just kind of exploded and then all of a sudden like we we found this very highly organized planet and you know. <laughs> it really is hilarious, that's the best here. I got. It, and it's like, and that's it a theory. It just exploded. And that's a theory and that is the, that's the orthodoxy of this like scientism religion. Yeah. And so you kind of have to weigh that. It, it, and that's and that's kind of this false dichotomy that you have to like take it all or nothing. And so it's like you're either full science or you're full religion, and you like kind of, and, and all these things that go along with that, like oh, you homeschool your kids, you're anti-vax, and, yeah, and and you exactly, and, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're like a young yeah. Earth creationist, and so yeah, like, all these kind of grouped in together, and then it, it's just easy for us to really segment and to like compartmentalize in our minds. Um, but really, it kind of does an injustice to the minds that God gave us to like seek out the truth and really try yeah. to understand. Uh, it says in Proverbs, like, um, yes, if you cry out for insight and call out for wisdom, if you if you search for as for hidden treasure, then you will find the knowledge of God. You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Like God yeah. has given us the ability to go and like figure out like who He is and to like reveal the truth in this world. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that's on us to do it. It's hard. It's hard. It's not easy to dig for treasure. I mean, you uh-huh. gotta look where it is. You don't know where it is, but just keep digging, and you'll and you'll exactly. eventually find it. That's I, really well said. I have the. That's so true. I think I will say that. Um, I do have that belief that like they both can just work. To, like you can do both. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, but I just seen it on another podcast I've been watching. It, it was on YouTube, and it was more about psychology stuff, right? And it's like I, I feel like personally, like from my viewpoint psychology is like getting more like out there like more advanced like they're like doing a lot more research on that mm-hmm. like more instead of just like the biology blah blah, blah. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. the like, more hard sciences and yeah all that it's not stuff. like neuroscience it's psychology well yeah it's psychology right. and neuroscience too okay, but yeah so um, a whole podcast there and, on like the brain and the mind yeah yeah so and like um it's a, the, it, it's a couple doing it and like she made a comment about how in the comments some people were just always saying how she's like anti-religious or like when she did talk about religion she she grew up in a christian family and she's no longer christian like uh-huh. that's what she had told and another episode i believe and she had made some comments that they both called her out for like saying she's anti-science or she's anti-religious and like there was never a time in my like listening where I felt like she did either. Yeah. And I was like, that's just so weird. And I think it, she made it like obvious that that was really like bothering her yeah. that like, how could people say that? And like, I was like, I've never like exactly encountered a problem with like science still being like, you could still be a scientist and still be a exactly. Christian. I think that's time. a, that's a lie our culture's bought into. And I think that's a narrative that they really when I say they, I just mean, obviously, the, the spiritual forces of evil. They are, they are very happy with you ha- like feeling like you have to make that choice. Well, 
I know, based on science, uh, that disease is caused by germs. And I know Christians think it's caused by demons, therefore I could never be a Christian. And it's like, you know, that... They're not, that's Satan wants you to think there's that battle there. They're rub, yeah. they're button heads, but like when you actually listen to scientists talk or you listen to their work, you realize they're not actually butting heads with religion until they do what? They make an assumption on something, or they turn into like science scientism. They make yeah. a meta. Once you make a metaphysical statement, you have left the realm of science because science only observes the material. Yeah. yeah so like, once they say there's no God, it's like, well, where are you getting that from? Right. And I feel like we need to redefine as a culture like what religion really is because, I mean, a lot of the stuff going on um, just, just in terms of, I guess, our secular culture is very religious in nature because it does talk about these metaphysical questions. Yet, if you say, oh, that's re- you, that's very religious of you to say that. But I'm, I'm not religious. Like, they automatically assume, like, kind of just Protestant or, you know, even Catholic Christianity. Like yeah, that's what their exactly. idea of religion is. And that just comes from, it's just really, really easy for us to compartmentalize what we believe and like how to think about things. Cause that's just exactly. like our brain wants to do that. When we encounter new ideas, yeah. we don't want to like restructure everything else that we've already we just want to get rid of something. Yeah. Else. Right. We don't want we don't want to like redo our hard drive just to like accept one idea. Cause that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, that's a really good point. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like... I, I, yeah, I, that wasn't very, like, intellectual of me to, like, have nothing, but I, I'm just, like... I, there's, I'm just in the same boat. Unfor- I don't have, like, a... Yeah. I wasn't undecided. Like, I kind of had a decision already this Well, time I think around. when you came into this conversation, you already were thinking, yeah, science and religion can both work together. Yeah. You already thought that. I just didn't know. We just had a good conversation Maybe what you guys would have said, or if you guys were maybe leaning on, like, I don't know, like a three-fourths way, or, like, no, this is, like, how it has to be, like, the one or the other kind of thing. So I didn't know if, like, that was it, but I I feel like you can meet in the middle, like, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're all relatively (laughs) open-minded. Okay, can I say one more thing? Just... No. Do you have another? Do you have more questions that you wanted to talk about, Matt? I'm sure I've got plenty in the bank, but you know, I mean, it takes three to five business days to <laughs> withdraw. So uh, we can we can do another. Dude, we'll just do XRP, bro. You can get that in like three to five seconds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you were just on the blockchain, it'd be I, quicker. Yeah, I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> I just uploaded get, your mind into the computer. Yeah, I get with the times. Yeah. Um, I just want to say this, Matt. Think about, um, you know, there's all this intellectual parts of it, but just think about the person of Jesus. Both. What's up? Just think about the person of Jesus. Like, is there any other human or anybody in history that even comes close? Like, think about Gandhi and then think about Christ. Yeah. Like, are they actually comparable? Like, not at all. You know what I mean? There's nothing that's no person, nothing that's ever even come close. You know, so it's it's easy to get bogged down in all the little questions like what about science and what about um, what about the Bible? Like the Bible says some crazy stuff. How can I believe it? And it's like first let's start with the essentials, like the person of Jesus. Like you got to really think about what you're going to do with Jesus because Jesus quotes the Bible. He quotes all. You know, he quotes it. He he gives it his affirmation so if you believe in Jesus then the Bible is going to be an easy thing to believe in but right now it's going to be a hard thing do what I have one more thing when you're done okay well that, that was just my point like 
Je- I think Jesus should be the foundation for a lot of these things. Or like, what should I do with it? Well, it's like, what the, it, does Jesus still hold water for me? You yeah, know what I mean? Jesus is the one who made the universe. Yeah. He literally owns it. So yeah. he decides the rules, and we're just figuring out what they are. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. I, I love, I, I noticed this in the podcast too. You always say, does this make sense to people that are already with you? You know what I mean? Like, it, usually you say that to someone yeah. that you're like trying to teach them, but yeah. I, you know, maybe arguably you're saying it to the audience here, but yeah, I guess I mean, I guess it gives them, it gives them a second to take it in, but also like, did I say that in a way that made sense or oh, okay. did I like, did I like, was I saying it to like weirdly or abstractly? Yeah. That's what that question means. So sorry. I, I know you guys are all on board. It's just like, did I say that correctly? You know? Yeah. No, it's just fun. I, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Can I get my final thought? All right, no, final thought. Final, for sure. <laughs> final thought. Here just shut up. <clears throat> so we gave, I think, relatively okay evidence for believing that the Bible is accurate. I think when it comes to the New Testament, people tend to not want to believe it solely because it contains miraculous things. That's no reason not to believe anything. I mean, we can prove historically that the text is reliable. Like, there's tons and tons of evidence. We haven't even covered, like, half of all the solid evidence that says the New Testament is solid history. The problem people have with it is that it contains, you know, historical evidence, whatever. It records history and saying Christ fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and three fish, or that... He healed people just by placing his hands on them. He made the lame walk, the blind see. He raised the dead. He himself raised from the dead. You know, all these things, it's like, they could actually just be true. Like, the people who wrote these things actually believe them to be true. And that's the whole, um, you know, that's the whole thing with the Bible. Like, you kind of just have to take it at its word because you can look at all these historical criteria and yeah it fulfills all of them but in the end like you still have to believe that's true like it's good to be skeptical but at a certain point you gotta plant your flag right the ev- like the evidence is just you have to follow where it goes and yeah that's just how it is yeah and then once I think the biggest reason why I'm like ask the question uh, to follow up on your thing right there was once you can prove even like if the Old Testament or if like some of the Bible is true you can do like what Rocky and Bryce were doing where they quote other, you know what I mean you can use the Bible to like prove the rest of it you know what I mean so like even when you see these miracles it's like it's because he said this this time or it's because this happened too you know what I mean so I think that was like one of the key things I guess oh, yeah. that's why I asked the question in the first place it was like yeah it'd be pretty easily believable to believe in the miracles quote unquote if the rest of it's true yeah so sorry there's one more loose end I did not tie up because oh. you were talking about using the bible to prove the bible yeah so circular reasoning is usually a logical fallacy Except there's one time when it's not a logical fallacy and it's the only thing you can do. And it's when the thing that you are talking about is 
authoritatively true 100% of the time at all times. So if you can quote something that is already true, it's not circular reasoning. You don't need to go to this thing to prove this thing and then it's like, well, if this is is shaky and you're using that to prove this and then that means this is going to be shaky, so the whole thing is shaky. But the circular reasoning only works if this is strong and is is literally true and cannot be strong. It cannot be false. Yeah. So if you use that, you can circular reason all you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were trying to say that like if one point is strong, like the point here is strong, then the rest exactly uh, the next point can be strong too. Exactly. So I, you might have. I think you might have said it backwards there, but yeah. You get, do you get what I mean though? I guess it's, yeah. There has to be a foundation for it. There has to be a strong point that cannot waver. If there's any assumptions or anything that's shaky, whatever, uh, then obviously that's when you run into problems. That's why Occam's razor holds because circular reasoning is tough. If you, yeah, yeah. So that that is why we can do that. I think it's only because of what we're claiming about the Bible that it's authoritative and 100 percent true. But I think that's why it's important to ask, like, is it true? Yes. Yeah. So if you because then at that point it's what you said it's just free to just be like hey well this proves this, this exactly proves that, this proves that so exactly bam. so that should hopefully show what Bryce and I really think about the Bible when we yeah. when we feel like we actually can do that without without committing a logical fallacy we're like pretty confident this is this is literally a hundred percent true oh yeah like you guys sound confident so that's <laughs> what I. Uh, you guys sound the part so <laughs> you must be the part I'm convinced. <laughs> Yeah, we're just trying to maybe, trick. We're just trying to trick as many people as we can. I, I don't know. Maybe the other listeners think different. That maybe you guys are as confident. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's Sounds see. like it to me. Can we play the outro? All right, let's do a live outro. What? Right, here we go. This is good. Good. Uh, are you gonna do your ending bit? Isn't it? For the key. Oh no. What? What? What's your little outro though? Different. 